My life be like Anak Ryan? Alright. You're goddamn right. Eisenberg. You're goddamn right. So, alright, today we're taking a little bit of a um, pivot now, and, and typically we talk about sports. Um, we've talked about movies in the past. We're talking about a TV show now. Mm. And, and this is one that both Peter and I have both watched in its entirety for the first time i know haters don't be mad i know this series came out a while ago but but during this quarantine time we've had a little bit more free time so we were able to catch this whole entire series and show in its entirety um for the first time and we're going to give you our reaction to it and what what's this show peter what, what, what show am i talking about of course if you can see the title we're talking about Breaking Bad, we're breaking it down. So for those of you, I'm assuming if you're watching this, you've, you've watched Breaking Bad. So if you, haven't, yes, if you haven't, spoiler alert. But I'll give a little rundown in terms of uh, what Breaking Down I mean, excuse me, Breaking Bad is. So Breaking Bad was a series, five-season series, 62 episodes, 2008 to 2013. It also includes El Camino, a movie in 2019 that kind of recaps uh, Jesse's story and ends it nicely. Not necessarily they didn't really need it. Like I think you were talking before, it's kind of like Rogue One. They didn't necessarily need it, but, you know, it was nice, nice little touch to add on there. There's also another series called Better Call Saul. That's in that universe. However, I don't think Ryan and I have. I haven't watched it. I, know, I don't think Ryan has either. Not yet. Not yet. Yeah. So we're, we won't be going over that. Probably should get into that eventually. But this is just Breaking, breaking Bad and a little of El Camino as well. Uh, so the basic plot, if y'all don't know, a New Mexico high school chemistry teacher is diagnosed with inoperable lung cancer. Turns to the manufacturing and selling of methamphetamine in order to secure his family's future. Mm. And the creator of it is Vince Gilligan. Some uh, main actors, Brian Cranston, main actor there, who plays Walter White, Aaron Paul, Jesse Pinkman, and then you got his family members, Anna Gunn, Dean Norris, Betsy Brandt, RJ Minton, just to name a few. 
So Breaking Bad's IMDb ratings, 9.5 out of 10 stars. Damn, that's pretty good. A 96% average tomato meter and 98% audience score on Rotten Tomato. Also give you a little El Camino stats, 7.3 out of 10 stars. So maybe not as many, but still good. And 91% average tomato meter on Rotten Tomato, 81% average score on Rotten Tomato. So good stuff. Uh, they've also won plenty of awards. Two main primetime Emmys, Golden Globes. Uh, just you know, Brian Cranston alone, one Golden Globe, four primetime Emmys, and there was plenty to go around in the cast and director as well. And overall, people, most people say it's the goat TV series ever, the the greatest TV series ever. ever. I'll just give you one review from IMDb. Breaking Bad is well written, well directed. All the actors are incredible. The whole team does an excellent job on the entire series. You feel, whether good or bad, for every single character on the show. The character arcs and development are works of art. The series will sit on my top five list. If you haven't seen it, get to it. So, that's Breaking Bad. Ryan, I'll turn to you. Mm -mm. How did you uh, get into watching Breaking Bad? when and you know how'd you get into so, it? and and i think for everyone pretty much who stays in tune with pop culture as you mentioned peter i mean this is heavily regarded as one of if not the quote-unquote goat of of television tv is mm-hmm. um there, there's been a lot of tv series you know in the in all of history right so i think with that it, it's it's a bold statement and, and that's a statement that I honestly have lived with ever since 2013. I mean, since that season finale in 2013, um, I remember I had numerous friends who, who were you know, in tune with it, big fans back then, and they've always said, oh, you got to watch it. You got to watch Breaking Bad. I mean, I tell you, you know, and at that time, I was a little bit more into The Walking Dead, another AMC, AMC TV show. Uh, but I never got into it. I never got into it, not necessarily because I wasn't intrigued by it, but just because I thought it, I was more so intimidated by the amount of time I would have to catch up just to you know meet where they were at at the time. But it's heavily regarded as the GOAT, as you said, Peter. Um, and I think that the term GOAT in general, whether we're talking about sports or, or um, you know cinema, I think the term goat is a little bit loosely used nowadays. Um, I think that you know, we tend to just fall in love with the moment and, and just say, oh, goat this, goat that. Um, but not the case here. I was able to watch this show um, at the start of the pandemic. So March, on March, April time of, of 2020, um, as I had a lot of time on my hands, as I assume many of you had a lot of time on, on, on your hands. But I got to watch the show and I binged it. I mean, I binged it. I watched it in maybe about a week and a half, two weeks time. So I was just glued to the, to my iPhone. Um, but I can say, now I don't, I don't want to go too in depth on, on my actual like review on it because we, we have a lot of, uh, of stuff to go over one by one, but I'd say overall the, the feedback is warranted. I, I will say the feedback is warranted. And this was one hell of a TV show. And, and this is coming from someone who isn't necessarily a big fan of TV shows. I, I find myself a little bit 
a, a little bit hard to follow TV or, or to get into TV just due to the fact that it's so long. I mean, they, they mm-hmm. stretch along so, so far and, and they just, I mean, like I said, The Walking Dead, I was into it. And then after a while, it just got boring to me. So, I mean, they kept on just stringing it along. And, and it's like, to what end? Mm-hmm. If you, and this is one of those that just proved me wrong. And, and I'd say that going, going into it, I was like, okay, like, I have no really expectation except for the fact that people call this the GOAT. So I was like, all right, like, let me. <laughs> and, and episode after episode, I was just captured. Not only by the plot, but also by the storyline, and or not, not the storyline, but, but the, the characters and, and how they were able to, you know, show this, this vast improvement from their original self, the arc that was showed, mm-hmm. and just the overall storyline itself. Peter... I want to swivel this back to you. That's how I started, got, you know, got into it. I had a lot of chitter-chatter about what's the best TV show or well, Breaking Bad's always on the top of the list. Um, I want to know how you got into watching it. I assume some, some similarities between myself. Yeah, f- for sure. Definitely some similarities, just like many of you, and like you, Ryan. I, I had some time during the COVID-19 pandemic to uh, catch up with some series. Uh, if you know me, I'm normally a movie guy. So I'll, I'll typically watch movies, you know, more than series. And usually I like movies also because of the rewatchability factor. We talked about this in the, the top five movies podcast a few months back. But yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm more of a movie guy and, you know, just the investment you have to, to put in in terms of time for TV series. That's why I've never really was too much interested into getting into Breaking Bad or any other series for that matter. But just like you, with that time, I, I used it, I guess, wisely. I don't know. I mean, I, I thought it was wisely watching it. So I, I put in some time watching some series, not only Breaking Bad, but, you know, just to name a few that I, I went through. The Wire also, I, I went through Mad Men, John Adams, Generation Kill, and uh, the only one still ongoing, The Mandalorian. So I, I've been getting into my series and uh, yeah, it's a different a different vibe than, than movies for sure. You know, with like just even preparing for this episode, I was just talking about you, uh, talking to you before this, saying like reviewing everything. It's just so much. I mean, sixty-two episodes. That's hour episodes, sixty-two hours. I can't watch rewatch it all. Uh, with a movie, you know, I can rewatch a two-hour movie and kind of get a gist of it. So, you know, this is this is all fresh reaction from the both of us. Really, I mean, we've only watched it once. Maybe watched an episode twice, but that's it. Uh, but just like you, the first impressions, you know, and you hear it all the time that people are like, oh, this is the GOAT series. You're going to love it. I mean, the, they are definitely warranted. And the first impressions are, it is definitely uh, in my top five, just like that review that I read a few <clears throat> minutes ago. And we'll get into if, if it is my GOAT or if it even is, if it's uh, Ryan's GOAT uh, series. But definitely first impressions was this was a, a fantastic series, great plot line that keeps the, mo- uh, the action moving forward. Uh, you know, in, in other series, there is a stagnation point that we did talk about again in our top five movies podcast uh, about how series do get stagnated with, you know, you get a really good first season, a decent second season, but then that third season, just like you, you get bored with the series essentially and you, just, you can't even finish it are, you know, they'll get, it'll be really good throughout, but then they'll ruin it with a, a terrible final two seasons, <clears throat> Game of Thrones. <laughs> but uh, it doesn't, it doesn't happen here with, 
with Breaking Bad. The action's moving forward, and everything is just tied nicely at the end, which I, I love. And that's why I love movies usually, because everything is, if it's a good movie, it'll be tied so nicely at the end. And Breaking Bad does that. And we'll get a little bit more into it as we go through our different segments. Uh, but yeah, First Impressions, awesome, awesome series. Watch it during the COVID-19 pandemic. I definitely recommend it. Uh, I guess we'll move on to our next topic, which is pretty much the major two characters that carried the show for the most part, Walter and Jesse. This drove the story for the most part. So Ryan, I'll, I'll swing it to you. What, what did you think of their, their relationship? You know, each you can dive into each character or you can just dive into both, whatever you yeah. want. Um, and I think you covered pretty much all the bases right there regarding just, you know, our, our approach to Breaking Bad. I mean, we pretty much watched it once only. So please, again, if we, you know, mess up on a certain thing, like I know that there's Breaking Bad, like fans that are just like key with everything. Please, this is, this is casual. And this is two people that were unfortunate to watch Breaking Bad when it first came out back in, you know, 20, 2009 to 2013. I can only imagine. We were just lucky. Yeah, we were just lucky enough to watch it for, for the full entirety of it um, during this pandemic. So please, again, if we make any errors about, you know, oh, this actually happened or you're wrong about this, we're just having fun with it. Um, and we enjoyed this series, as, as Peter mentioned. Will it be our GOAT? We'll, we'll find out later. But yeah, I just wanted to put that out there because we, we just had a lot of fun watching it. Um, for the first time but, but yeah going back to your question Peter Walter and Jesse I mean these are the two main characters in in the entirety of the uh, Breaking Bad storyline um, in the five seasons and their relationship pretty much dictates where the show goes plot line wise, plot line wise you know and and I think we're going to talk about this later but I'd like to give a little bit of a sneak peek on it the fly episode mm. I I think that it is a little bit of a example of how their relationship is. I think it's a perfect example of how it is, but I'll, I'll push that to the side, fly episode later. Um, I think that for moments, and, and I'd say, I would say 80% of the time, I enjoyed Walter and Jesse's interactions together. I thought, you know, sometimes it reminded me of like a father-son relationship mm -hmm. where Walter, I mean, you can see... Um, that he truly, truly cares about Jesse when it comes down to it. But at the same time, Jesse's still, you know, I don't know how old he is, but I know that he's out of high school, of course. But um, he's still making these just stupid mistakes. I mean, stupid bonehead mistakes that really as a viewer just piss you off at times. They absolutely piss you off at times. But at the same time, sometimes when he's making those bonehead stupid decisions, you have to think about like, and then for me, I'm someone 25 years old. I'm like, <laughs> honestly, like I would have made that decision myself too. And, and so he makes these decisions that sometimes Walter White has to come in and, and, and kind of cover up or, or solve. Um, but I love their relationship when it came down to seeing, you know, the difference between Walter, who thinks a little bit more of a strategic book style way of thinking it. You know, he always uses science to back his 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 actions as, as Jesse just uses kind of just what I feel like doing, you know, what I, what I, the gut and street smarts. Basically. Yes. Knee, knee jerk reaction. And, and I think that, you know, going, going forward throughout the entirety of the series, it, it fuels such a nice balance between 
sometimes you're like, okay, you're siding with Walter White, but then sometimes you're like, okay, I'm siding with, with Jesse Pinkman on this one. And I think what, what honestly holds that foundation together is Walter White's love for Jesse. I mean, this man truly cares about him. I remember there was a scene, and again, I, I can't pinpoint the exact episode, but I remember when Walter White Jr. was tucking away um, Walter White. You know, he had, you know, some sort of, you know, I don't know, he, he was going crazy or something like that. And Walter White was able to tuck him in in bed and just say, okay, good night. And then Walter White actually says, you know, thank you, Jesse, or good night, Jesse. It, it drives great. That's good, Jesse. And I thought that that scene was, you know, is is impactful because it was like, man, like Jesse is really like a son to Walter White, and Walter White views him in that way. And I think um, going out through the series, you knew no matter how bad they were fighting or arguing about a certain point, and there's plenty of argument within the two. Uh, you always knew that Walter White had that extra layer of concern for Jesse and he would go that extra mile. And I think that, I mean, that fueled the plot, that fueled everything. And I think that, I mean, big shout out to Aaron Paul and um, Brian Cranston because they did a phenomenal job playing these characters. I mean, absolutely phenomenal job. Um, and, and you really cared for both of them. And it made the interaction between the two of them just so much more enjoyable. Like I said, Peter, and I'll, I'll highlight this, there's many times where I was pissed off at, at Aaron Paul or, or Jesse Pinkman just because of how stupid the decisions were made. But it made me think back, like, honestly, if I was a kid in his shoes, like, shit, I, might, I may be making those same mistakes too. Um, but, I mean, amazing. Amazing performance by both of those actors. And I, I think that this relationship is really the foundation of the entire series. If this relationship isn't as good, and if these actors don't portray them as well, I think the whole series is is just not as good. I think that the whole series is compromised. So I'd like to know your take, Peter. Um, mm. but that's definitely my take. I think that those two characters um, were my favorite too. I know we're going to do a favorite characters list, but excluding of course, the two mains, but I thought they did a phenomenal job. Phenomenal job. And they were both intriguing. Uh, Peter, I'm going to turn, turn the microphone to you. What do you think of Walter and Jesse's relationship throughout the entirety of the series? Yeah, and you hit all the, all the good points, Ryan. I mean, I, very, I actually do have it written down here, you know, father-son relationship. And I think anyone can see that. You watch all the YouTube uh, videos that review it. It is a very much father-son relationship. I wish they did actually kind of did like some flashbacks of when Jesse was in high school. Cause you don't really get that. No, uh, yeah. if, if they did that, that would have, I don't know, added an extra element of their relationship just to see like, was he always this hard on Jesse? Even like when they were, you know, teacher student relationship, because you know, Walt is just, he's on his ass constantly just like chewing them out. But it is warranted. Like you said, Jesse does some some really stupid things and, and kind of whines a, a good bit. And just like you, I didn't really care for him. And frankly, I think I might be even you know, a little harsher on him than than uh, you are. I mean, I'm a, it's a hot take. I I didn't care too much for Jesse's character. And I get that I get that he's got, I guess, the the heartbeat of the show that, you know, he cares for children. I can definitely see that. Uh, but I think he just, he held back Walt's character in terms of 
him fulfilling his full potential. I mean, I get that Walt, maybe he's stroking his ego. That's like the ultimate like thing with, with Walter White is that it may have been not for his family, but he's stroking his ego because he's doing something that he likes and he's good at. Uh, I just, I don't know. With Jesse's character, he just doesn't, it's, he's not going, living up to his full potential. Like, and I, I kind of agree with more with Walt with what he says uh, and his constant chewing, chewing his ass out about things. Uh, <laughs> I mean, go ahead. Always chewing on his ass. I mean, so like, remember when Walt needed to get like that shipment over to Gus? It was like that first, you know, test from Gus. Right. And yeah. Um, Jesse was with his girl at the time. I forgot her name. Um, Jane. Jane. Yes. Yeah. And he was just having a little, you know, shindig with her. Hoorah. But mm-hmm. uh, like, he was frustrating in that episode. It was just like, come on, Jesse. Like, like you need to come through right, right. now. You need to come through. Um, but at the same time, I'm thinking about it flip side. And I'm like, man, if I'm Jesse, like, you know, when you're with, you know, you're, you're, mm-hmm. you're like, <laughs> tunnel vision on it but it's just like how like you can see from both sides and that's why i love breaking bad because it was like from two sides it was never just from walt's perspective but you know jesse was always so like influential to what walt did and vice versa but yeah please carry on peter because some points that you're bringing up are true like Jesse was a freaking knucklehead at, at most time, or sometimes, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Look, and I, well, we're about that same age. I think Jesse's probably about mid twenties throughout this series, and we do make some some dumb mistakes. But and and that's also an element to the show. Like these guys aren't like professional criminals, which I think adds to kind of the hilarity of some of the scenes. <laughs> it, like the the first season, like they, uh, Walt tells them to get like a. Uh, a specific container so that they can, you know, melt the bodies. In. Oh, yeah. Dissolve the body. Yeah. And he doesn't <laughs> do that. And it's probably one of the most disgusting scenes I've ever seen, but like yeah. I it melts through the whole tub and just explodes on the, the house. It was like, Oh my gosh, I could have been so much avoided if you just listened to Walt. I mean, <laughs> oh. there's so many other examples of Jesse just not listening. And, you know, I, I get it, though. I mean, you know, a, parent, or a, a kid's not listening to the father type of thing, you know. But, gosh, Jesse just – you don't really see him live up to his potential uh, throughout the series. I think that's my most frustrating thing. And you see on the other side, Walt trying to live to his potential, you know. And, and you know, people say, like, he's not – he doesn't do it for his family. But, I mean, that's definitely a big part of why he's doing all this, Walt, why he's doing all that you know, selling meth and, and getting money. But, you know, a big part of it is living up to his potential. And it's just so frustrating when you see one side and the other. One is trying to do it, trying to live up to his potential, and then the other is not, and he's not listening to him. You could clearly see, like, the brilliance behind Walt. It's just like, ah, that's what made me just, like, so frustrated with Jesse to the point where I almost didn't watch El Camino because I didn't really care too much how it was <laughs> But, wow. uh, but I did watch it and it was a nice touching ending. It was a nice touch. But yeah, I think like if I didn't care so much, like if I were just watching it really like nonchalantly, but I find it hard to not start to build that connection with each character. But with Jess, it's just like, like I can see why everyone would, would dislike him. Like just absolutely annoyed by his actions. But I'm just like, 
shit. Like, I would be making the same as, like, with exactly, like, how you brought up the, when they had to dissolve the bodies, like, Crazy 8 and, and the, I think it was just Crazy 8 or it was him and a friend or something like that. But I think it was his friend's body that ended up splattering all over. Him. And he just, I mean, he was just like, I thought the bathtub would do. And, <laughs> and I was like, oh, shit, like, I probably... Uh, Walt, Walter's like comment like oh what did I say or something like that and he's just like <laughs> he's just like I told you so basically I'm sorry what were you asking me oh yes that stupid plastic container I asked you to buy you see hydrofluoric acid won't eat through plastic it will however dissolve metal rock glass ceramic so there's that yeah, like, and it, it, this relationship, I mean, it's got to be one of the most important relationships in all of, like, a TV show's history. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just, it's perfectly created, I think. Like, whether or not you hate um, Jesse or, or not, like, you feel like his character adds to Walter White and adds to Heisenberg. Right. Just the fact that he knows, like, oh, I'm working with, a quote-unquote dumbass <laughs> like he needs to think out things a little bit more and i think when gail gets introduced yeah i was about to say wait with gus fast forwarding a little bit but when gus is like no i i have gail here instead i mean it shows truly also it shines light to you know and it and it shows how much walter cares about jesse and he wants him in on it you know he wants him in on it but man ryan I, I tell you what though on that when he had Gail and they were doing well. I was so frustrated that Walt added Jesse back in. I was like, yeah. oh, no, <laughs> no, no, let Jesse go. And you had to, you had to keep him in. Makes but for great TV though. It makes for great TV. It makes for great TV and it makes for a great ending. And I'll just leave it at that. Cause if that relationship isn't where it's at, that ending doesn't resonate as hard as it did. And based on that in a little bit but um yeah that, that's just the foundation of breaking bad uh, that that relationship that walter and jesse have throughout the show i mean obviously it starts off um when when uh walter is on that ride along with with hank and uh, he sees jesse you know just sneak out of the uh <laughs> oh, you there too there's <laughs> yeah upstairs room uh, but it starts off there but i mean i think that throughout the series they were able to really develop and grow that relationship. Whether or not you hated Jesse as a character or not, you can't deny that the growth of, of their relationship had tremendous impact on, on that final season and, and on the entirety of the, the season for the show itself. Um, but yeah, like straying away from Wall Street and Jesse, Peter, I want to know um, who were your favorite and least favorite characters um, on the show, excluding Walter and Jesse? Mm. I guess we'll we'll start with favorites, huh? Okay, uh, we'll start with favorites. Yeah, I'll go with uh, my favorite character outside Walter and Jesse was Gus Fring. Ooh, mm. is that Grandma Gideon? <laughs> no, no, sorry, wrong TV show. <laughs> El Pollos Locos, oh, El Pollos oh, Hermanos. Excuse me. Yeah, what? Gus Fring, man. Uh, Michael Corleone, Stringer Bell type. I just love those type of characters. You know, very calculated, knows what he wants. Built an absolute empire with like, like the perfect cover, you know. It, it just, you know, it's just a brilliant 
brilliant man, in my opinion. If you're able to do that, that takes some some uh, some smarts, uh, but it also takes some uh, you know being ruthless and a little cold blooded, which you know people might be scared of. But you know, in a movie character, a TV character, I absolutely love. I love it when they just they just go for it. They're they're just absolutely just cold blooded. Uh, and, you know, we do get a little bit of his uh, backstory. I did like that. I wish I almost I wanted more. And I'm sure there is more with uh, Better Call Saul. But just a little background about his partner and possible it's his possible lover, too. I didn't I don't know. I just did some oh. research. Yeah. Max. Uh, how do you pronounce his name? Arkaniga. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that scene with uh, Don Hilario or whatever his name is and Hector, uh, just kind of a flashback scene there. You kind of see why he developed, you know, that ruthless nature and that cold blood nature because, you know, in that business, especially dealing with the cartel, you know, they don't they don't fuck around. You know, <laughs> you you better have your your stuff together or you know one bad word, you know, mm-hmm. they'll they'll kill you. And so you you kind of see how that developed. And I, I actually love the fact that he got revenge on all of them. And you know, frankly. I just love the way he ran things. And I thought he was very fair to Walt and Jesse. And for them, they just wanted to do their own thing. I get it, you know, with Jesse's, uh, his, his care for the child and the children in the show is obviously one of his big things as a character. Uh, but when you're, like, in that business, you have to be all in. And that's why I love Gus, because he was all in on it. He was hiding in plain sight as a, as a good businessman. But, you know, behind the scenes, he was a ruthless, cold-hearted killer who only, you know, murder is basically just, you know, a transaction to him. So I, I absolutely love loved this character. And, you know, I, his, what's it called? His conclusion to his story was uh, made for one of the, the greatest episodes in TV history, let alone just in Breaking Bad. So uh, I think we'll probably get back into that episode that I'm talking about. But who was your favorite character, Ryan? Was it Gus as well? Or was it oh, someone? man. So I'd like to just touch base on Gus because I have him as an honorable mention. I, I mean, you can't, you, you can't comment on the show and talk about favorite characters without mentioning Gus. I mean, just from an antagonist standpoint, and, and you hit it perfectly right there, Peter. Um, sometimes we get these antagonists that are just acting ruthless and, and just trying to just kill everything in his path, if you will, not really having much justification within that, just motive within them. But I think with Gus, as a viewer, I mean, you saw every action had justification. Every action had intent. Mm-hmm. Um, and and I, I was captivated pretty much every scene with Gus. I mean, your eyes are glued. I mean, you're never like, oh, I'm going to take my eyes away. Gus is on. No, it's like every scene had not only impact to the story, but just the way that um, he was able to portray, Giancarlo was able to portray him. Um, I mean, every scene you were like, no one is safe. No one is safe. But it made it even more so convincing that this man is, honestly, he's doing everything in his nature to fulfill his own agenda. Mm-hmm. And his agenda was calculated it was super calculated and everything was thought of you know every little you know every every little outcome was our if if Walt does this this is going to happen or if this happens I have a backup for this I mean it was so put together so put together and 
although he wasn't pretty much in there the entirety of the series, he was only in there for those, uh, I think, three seasons. Mm -hmm. He still left his mark tremendously. And he is pretty much the main antagonist, if you don't really call Walter, because some people call him kind of like the the antagonist slash... The anti-hero. Yeah, anti-hero of, of the show. I mean, he's pretty much Walt's antagonist, if you will, throughout. But you really see how crazy this man is. Uh, but but like I said, it, it comes with justification. He's all doing it for a purpose. Um, when he kills, uh, when he's, you know... Oh, Victor in the, the box cutter episode? I mean, he's like... God oh, damn. Oh, oh, that's a statement right there. That's a big statement, but... Um, everything he does, it, it, he moves with such confidence that from a viewer's perspective, you're like, holy shit, this man's a badass. This man's a badass. And even Walt knows it. That's why, you know, it's such a big conflict with Walt. And he knows, he knows he has to kill this man. And we'll right. get into that a little bit later. Um, but I think Gus is my number one honorable mention. He is not my favorite character, but. I'm glad he's yours, Peter, because um, you can't mention Breaking Bad without mentioning Gus Fring and uh, Los Pollos Hermanos. So um, amazing. I, I want to try their fried chicken because it looks pretty damn good. But Ah, uh, oh, man, dude, I was in New Mexico not too long ago. When did I, they, on my way I, to the Grand Canyon. have one of them. I, um, didn't, I did not get to see. Oh, I was looking out for it, but I did go to the, uh, what was it, the Nuclear Research uh, yes. Museum, which is where they kind of. Badger, Skinny Pete, and uh, Heisenberg uh, <laughs> met for a little bit for a few episodes. So that was pretty cool. Oh, man. Yeah. Albuquerque, again, this is where everything takes place in the ABQ. Uh, <laughs> as a, but intriguing. I, I don't think before the series I would have much uh, interest in visiting Albuquerque, New Mexico. But I think, right. I mean, just for the sake of the fact that Breaking Bad is filmed there and that's where it takes place, much intrigued now. But <laughs> going to my favorite character. My favorite character is Hank. I loved Hank. Hank. And people are like, what the fuck? Like, Hank, like a lot of, it's not a fan favorite. So I would say 98%. But the two percenters out there, Mr. Hank Schrader, the DEA agent, is my favorite character for a numerous of reasons, but most specifically, his humor. I, hey, I want a beer. <laughs> yeah. I want Shania Twain to give me a tuggy. <sighs> Guess what? I ain't having it either. My name's Tortuga. You know what that means? If I'd have to guess, I'd say that's uh, Spanish for asshole. I enjoyed his humor. I enjoyed what he brought to the table. The fact that he is Walt's brother-in-law and the fact that he's pretty much chasing this quote-unquote Heisenberg this entire show. And, and it turns out to be Heisenberg and his, his brother-in-law, Walter White. But... I enjoyed him as a character. Dean Norris portrays him, and I thought he did a phenomenal job. There's no one else that I would think would have fit this role as Hank. I think he he had an amazing performance on this on this character. But I enjoyed the fact that he was relentless. He was relentless at finding out who this Walter White was, or, or I should say Heisenberg was. Who is this meth kingpin? That, that was just, you know, wreaking havoc on of this blue meth in this Albuquerque area. But I enjoyed Dean Norris because, or, or um, Hank Schrader, because every scene he was in, you didn't know what you were going to expect from him. He was a little bit more of a, uh, a wild card every time. Was he going to crack a joke or was he going to, you know, 
really be serious about finding this case. And he goes through some shit, man. He goes through some shit. And when he had to fiend off those twins, those crazy um, <laughs> some cousins. Twins, and I thought he was going to die then and there. First, I, was, I thought he was going to die then and there. And I've watched that scene many times, and I'm like, every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, he's going to die. But he was able to put that bullet in, you know, bah, right in the face, right before he was about to get axed. That scene alone, but still, after that, relentless. And even dating back before that, when he saw that head on that um, turtle, mm. he still, he was just, you know, never, never wavered in wanting to find out who this killer was. And I think when he died um, in that final season, when, when those uh, neo-Nazis came with Todd's, Todd's friends, and I, that was the first time where I was like, in a TV show, like, I'm really sad someone died. And I think that he died doing, or chasing, I should say, what he loved. And that was being a DEA agent. I enjoyed Hank Schrader. I know that there's plenty of, uh, characters that come in in certain series or, or seasons that were likable, but never to the extent that how much I enjoyed watching Hank Schrader um, on Breaking Bad. I, I want to hear your take on that, Peter, because <laughs> you have a immediate knee-jerk reaction when I said Hank. So what did you think of Hank? Or Hank, yeah. well, I guess this feeds into also going into our least favorite character. Uh, oh, that's not what I want to hear. He is not my least favorite, okay. but... I will say uh, I was going to go through the list of why others weren't because for the most part outside of Wald, I pretty much hated everyone uh, from the main character standpoint, like mm-hmm. the people that were in pretty much every episode, the, the families, the yeah. family. I pretty much was annoyed that, out of the shit out of everyone. So yeah, I'll, I'll go down the list. So everyone pretty much hates uh, Skylar, but I didn't. Okay. Think her. That's my number one. Just get it out of the way, Peter. Yeah. Cause oh my god, uh, yeah, Skyler is not a favorite from from any most fans. Uh, so, but she does redeem herself. So she does redeem herself in terms of you know jumping on board and just trying to help Walt uh, get away with it. So that's I'm all team Walt. I want him to get away for it. You know, maybe call me anti-hero, call me immoral, but I wanted Walt to get get away with everything. I like clean. Like clean, yeah. Peter. Right, exactly. You need to be clean, safe on base, like everything all good, no worries. Right. In terms of Hank, oh, gosh, that scene where he handcuffed Walt, I was just like, I wanted to punch him so much. Yeah. I was like, no, don't <laughs> bring Walt in. This isn't his time. Let him go. And, but, I mean, it was sad. Uh, we'll get more into it in that episode, but it was sad to see him, see him die in that scene uh, in uh, Ozymandias. And, and that was at the third last episode. But mm-hmm. uh, in terms of my overall thoughts on Hank, uh, at first I really thought he was just a typical, you know, meathead, macho cop early on. I, I was, I'm pretty sure a lot of people did. I mean, he was kind of, you know, macho bravado, always kind of busting people's balls on things. And Take it. Take it out, Walt. No, no, it's, it's just heavy. That's why they hire men. <laughs> <laughs> It's not going to bite you, all right? Looks like Keith Richards with a glass of warm milk. You know, know, that's pretty much what I thought his extent was. But then, you know, the character development, I think this is why a lot of people do like this show, is because that development, you see him, you know, he has a little trauma with, uh, you know, uh, the machete actor 
uh, Danny Trejo, that's his name. Yes. Uh, get his, his head just blown off and is put on a, a tortoise. I mean, I think anyone would get trauma if they saw that in real life. <laughs> but you see, you know, there's other sides of, of Hank and also him being just like an outstanding detective. I mean, he, he solved the case. He had him in handcuffs. It was if it wasn't for Jack's crew coming, coming out to help Walt. I mean, you know, Hank would have won the day. He technically is the hero, you know, in, in real life, you know, you cheer for, uh, the cops to, to arrest a man like Walter White. Uh, and you know, Hank is a brave and can fight and beat the cousins. I mean, those cousins look brutal. They're, I mean, they're, they're like real true anox there. <laughs> they, they, they can uh, do some damage. And for him to defeat both of them uh, with, you know, just little warning uh, of a phone call or, or text, whatever it was, saying, you know, you're going you're gonna to get attacked in a bit. For him to defend himself, you know, that, that earned my respect. So I can't say Hank is my least favorite. In terms of the other characters, Walt Jr., he's not my, my least favorite, but he did annoy me. And that's more just because of his ignorance. Uh, towards uh, everything that's going on uh, but you know he, he did annoy me that he was siding more with Hank than his dad or a lot of yeah. things and you know I was just like come on man and your name your name is Walt Jr you're naming you're changing your name to Flynn like what the yeah. what in the world like I, I do wish they did have some more episodes with uh, Walter Jr maybe expressing his uh, perspective I think that would have mm-hmm. been interesting uh, I'll get a little bit more into that later but my least favorite character Marie Schrader oh wow Hank's wife yeah he was annoying I I would say that I was again this was a tough one to choose out of all those characters that I well you had a hate list longer than Gus Fring's payroll so yeah that's for sure Uh, it was tough to decide but like like I said with those other three they at least have some redeeming qualities Walt Jr. did you know, set up that thing with his for his dad that you know online funding, basically a GoFundMe yeah. account. So that was pretty yeah. cool. He, he he did have some redeeming moments. Marie, though, I I can't really find a redeeming quality in in anything that she really did. She understood Walt probably the most, but in terms of her actions of you know basically being a kleptomaniac, <laughs> you know, shoplifting things and you know being self centered. Uh, and then, like, in what was that, season four or something, she just starts lying about who she is and, you know, going to open houses and calling herself Charlotte Blattner or whatever her name is. <laughs> you know, it's like, <laughs> what are you even doing? And throughout, yeah, throughout this whole, you know, uh, series, she doesn't get the consequences because Hank is a DEA agent, has connections. But she never gets any of the consequences for her pretty much irrational actions. And I get, you know, people will say, oh, you know, she feel trapped or everything like that. But she did bring a lot of it on herself. I thought mm-hmm. she was very self-centered. Uh, she annoyed the shit out of Skylar, who is, you know, her sister. Uh, yeah. She annoyed the shit out of me in terms of a lot of things. <laughs> uh, and, you know, at the end, she, it did suck that she lost Hank. But, yeah, no, I'm not going to say that's ever deserved to lose. But that, that just sucks. But, uh, you know, I, I just don't think she had many redeeming qualities. She didn't yeah. add too much to the, to the plot points for this series. So who's your least favorite character? Out of, yeah, is you it, went through the whole <laughs> yeah, out of all this right there. But, I mean, it's a testament then to how good Walter White is, I guess, for your case. 
Peter, for you to um, enjoy the series as you did um, and, and dislike characters. But I guess when you dislike a character, it's not necessarily you're disliking them like to the show. It's just you're disliking their character as, as the character. Um, mm. But it still adds still some sort of push to how you feel towards the show, right, Peter? So you, you could still hate a character but still enjoy their purpose on the show? Or Absolutely, did you want these yeah. fools like, wait? Okay. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, this all made for great TV. But, okay. you know, if, you know, if I had to choose the least favorite, I'd have to go with Marie. So. Marie? That's a, <laughs> I mean, if there, if there is a good candidate for that, she's a good one. <laughs> My least favorite is Skylar. It's point blank. period. <laughs> Unlike you, Peter, I actually enjoyed most of the characters on this show. I enjoyed, um, Saul Goodman. We haven't mentioned him yet. We haven't mentioned him. They made a whole series. For I, I really enjoyed him uh, on the show. I thought, again, I'm big on comedy or, or just comedic relief for that matter. I think with this show and what Vince Gilligan was able to do is he was able to balance that comedic relief and really serious scenes perfectly. I mean, because that's one thing. If you're doing comedy, you know, 80% of the show, when the 20% of the time you want that audience to be really um, invested in those serious moments, it's not going to come to fruition because the audience is going to take you seriously. But I think Vince was able to just absolutely balance everything perfectly. And Saul Goodman, from a comedic standpoint, was perfect. I mean, he added so much fun and flavor to the scenes that he was in. But at the same time, he offered a lot of realistic perspective. Um, I know he is a little bit more of a not a, not a cookie cutter lawyer for any stretch of the imagination, but he did have some really valid perspectives on things. And he was able to think a little bit more quote unquote logically than a Walter White or Jesse Pinkman were able to think in that specific. He fit into that universe just perfectly. Yeah. And so I thought, again, he's not a character that not necessarily was my favorite or was my least favorite. He was just a nice, healthy add on. Mm-hmm. I to the show, um, but least favorite Skylar. I don't really have much backing of this. I mean, it's just every scene she was in, I was just like annoyed of her ever since the start. I do agree when she finally turned and was like, okay, like, you know, after she was able to finally come around after, you know, she was having the affair with her boss right. that she was like, okay, like I'm going to come around and I'll support you in this to an extent, you know, help you with the car wash, et cetera, et cetera. Still, I, I was just like annoyed of her character itself. Nothing against, um, I think the actor, actress. Anna Gunn, who, who's gotten some like threats before for her character. Right. And I'm just like, she played her perfectly because for you to really have these hatred feelings towards a character, I mean, they have to do such a superb job in playing a role. And I know Vince Gilligan's mindset wasn't like, oh, everyone's going to love Skylar. No, it's probably going to be like, oh, everyone's going to be annoyed of her. So I think she did a phenomenal job of, annoying the audience if you will but i really had no care i, I was more so always on the side of walt whenever mm-hmm. you know they got into an argument so uh, i was always like you know what no like you have to look bigger walt is literally on you know borrowed time pretty much for the entirety of the show um where uh you know skylar has to come in and she's really creating more problems <laughs> she's really creating more problems but um i, I really didn't like her, but on the flip side of you, Peter, I did like most of the characters in the show. I, I did Walter Jr. to an extent. I thought his added perspective from a kid slash son, like actual son, mm-hmm. 
some part into the show. Although, yes, there are some scenes where, you know, piss me off. But I am a big fan of Raisin Bran Crunch. So um, when he said, you know, you got to get me Raisin Bran Crunch, not Raisin Bran, like I was like, bro, same. <laughs> so I, there's a little bit of bias there. But I liked his character. Marie, I mean, I didn't really care for her. I knew that in the grand scheme of things, she didn't really have that much of an impact towards the immediate storyline. I know that you know her and Hank, obviously, together had some influence, but I knew that her character was a little bit of a, of a side character. So I, I really, I hated her, but I was just like, okay, like she's off to the side. Right. Um, other characters, let's see. Um, Tuco, he was only there for the first season, but I, I was just like, man, this man's insane. I was like, this man's a crazy psychopath. Um, but I didn't really like him. I was just like, uh, he seems a little bit too, like, <laughs> it's too much, man. He yeah. killed a friend for really, like, just asking a question. Um, so that I didn't really care about, but Hector, um, how about his, uh, Hector, his Hector, I thought he was, um, I mean, his ending, it was, um, yeah. went out with a bang, huh? <laughs> but Hector, the man, but I think, and you brought it up with Gus when he had that flashback and when they, um, did that look back when, um, mm. his was killed and you know, he went to go negotiate with cartel and they pretty much had everyone killed. I thought that that added up way more layers to, um, Gus and Hector's relationship and hatred towards each other. And I think in turn made when Gus, you know, ended up having half of his face blown off and <laughs> died. Like I thought they did so much more after seeing that. But yeah, I, I enjoyed most of the characters. Every character that pretty much went on screen, I loved. I loved, shout out Skinny Pete and- um, Hey, Badger. Badger, I mean, the the best two best hitmen west of the Mississippi. I think that that line, I, I use that line to this day, quoting anything. You know, when I'm sipping on a coffee, I'm like, oh, this coffee is the best coffee west of the Mississippi. <laughs> but I think that scene, and just more so their contribution in El Camino was a nice added touch. A little bit of a whipped cream cherry on top. You know, nothing needed, but at the same time, it helped a lot with their relationship with the main characters. So I thought all the side characters did their job, but I didn't necessarily hate anybody except for Skylar and Marie. Look, I can't agree with you more. I, I didn't want to be cliche and choose Skylar because I know a good <laughs> fans do not like her at all. <laughs> and I couldn't agree more. I, I, was, I guess I just did a process of elimination in terms of at least she has that little brief time where she does start helping Walt and starts yeah. like coming to the senses like might as well buy in you know if you're gonna don't you can't be flip floppy is like mm. and that's that's the problem with her she she goes flip floppy and she just oh she just nags the entire time about it and it's just like you don't even know what walt's going through yeah oh my god so all in all for me peter again to to summarize it i loved hank r.i.p hank schrader i love gus fring He's not my favorite, but I loved what his character was able to bring um, to Breaking Bad, and I and I just disliked, I disliked Skyler. I disliked yeah, no, I I don't blame you. <laughs> don't blame you one bit, man. <laughs> yeah. All right, Peter. So with that, we went through our favorite and least favorite characters of the show. We'll segue and go into what many people call the most polarizing episode of the entire show it's the fly episode mm. everyone knows it if you've watched it 
if you haven't watched it, I don't know why you're still here because we said spoiler, go watch the go watch Breaking Bad. But everyone that that's here, everyone knows what we're talking about. The Fly episode, Peter. I want to. I want to. It's such a talked about episode, yet it's such a simple episode. I want to know what your thoughts on it and what your reaction was to that episode. Right. Right. So just for a little background on people in the industry, they call this the bottle a bottle episode. So a little background on. Uh, Breaking Bad, apparently they had some budgetary constraints and they were going over the budget a good bit uh, towards the end of, what was that, season four. Uh, So they needed to shoot in just one location. So in this episode, they just shoot one location at the lab and it's just Walt and Jesse. And the plot line is simple. There is a fly in the lab and Walt thinks it's a contaminant. Hmm. And... (laughs) They go throughout this whole episode trying to kill the fly and, you know, basically talk to each other. At first, I, I think like many people, they were just like, what the fuck is this episode? Why is he making such a big deal out of a damn fly? And I was, I was actually kind of agreeing with Jesse. And it's like, it's a fly. Like, I, I don't think it's going to contaminate. If, unless it gets into one of the containers, it's not going to contaminate the, the batch. So why are you, I know you're a chemistry teacher, but why are you, you know, so uptight about it? And so I, I, at first I thought it was uh, kind of like, man, where's this going? But, you know, rewatching it and, you know, reviewing it. We have a bunch of these episodes in some of the series that we love. And the, I, I love these kind of episodes, uh, you know, after the fact, once you reflect, it gives a lot of chance for the characters just to, just, just to watch them and watch them be. You know, with each other and, and really just kind of just let everything ease and just sit down like it's a everyday normal, like what we're doing. You know, mm-hmm. we're just talking and, and sitting down and, and listening to each other and there's not much action moving the plot points. So you get just the character's thoughts. So after I've rewatched it and, and reviewed it a little bit more, I, I end up liking it. I, I don't think it's my least or uh, favorite, my favorite or least favorite episode. It... it Definitely has a, a good sentiment with me. I, I definitely liked it. Uh, I like that uh, Walt kind of was expressing himself and then Jesse too. It, it gives, allows the audience to kind of just breathe. Uh, so, yeah, I, don't, I, th- I definitely agree it's polarizing because on IMDb it's like the worst rated one. But I definitely don't think it's the worst. Uh, I, I think you, every great series kind of needs this type of episode. So I liked it. Well, what did you think of it, Ryan? You know what, Peter? When you first started talking about the Fly episode, I was disappointed. I thought you would be on the flip side. You thought I was going to hate it completely? Hate it completely. Hate it completely. And that's exactly what I felt. Mm, go ahead. Go with but it. Still, up until maybe about 20 seconds ago, where you shed some light on, <laughs> on the episode, and I didn't really think of it from that perspective. And a reason for me why I don't like TV shows in general is because things are strung along. These bottle episodes become a little bit too prevalent, you know, as the seasons go on. You know, you always have that amazing finish to an episode followed by that pretty much whole 75% of that episode following that kind of just lull again mm-hmm. and finishing with 25. But now that you say that, kind of makes me enjoy the episode thinking back. I've only watched it once, okay, Peter? So I've only watched it once, and the time I watched it, I mean, I'm just 
I mean, I, I want this Breaking Bad to just be moving at a rate that's just always at 130 miles per hour going. But I think now looking at this episode, I mean, it was a slow episode. I mean, you pretty much depicted it perfectly. I mean, it's just him trying to kill Fly. It's just him trying to kill Fly the entire time, him and, him and Jesse. And I think that, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, I think it does a good job in kind of expressing their relationship and how they kind of approach things, you know, while it's a little bit more scientific and, and a little bit more, so if I do this, this will happen, this will happen, this will happen. And then Jesse's just more, as I mentioned, just kind of like, let me just wing it. Like, let me just try my best to, <laughs> to kill it just on my immediate instinct. Um, so I think it did a good job there. But when I was watching it for the first time, I was like, okay, I don't really need this episode. Like, mm-hmm. not, I was just like, okay, I'm not interested. When I finally reflect, and I'm doing a lot of reflection in the spur of the moment right now, right. after you made your points, Peter, it does allow the audience to take a quick breather and finally, like, view Walter and Jesse as just humans. It humanizes them, really. Because throughout the whole season, we kind of look at them and they're like, oh, man, they're just going through things. Yes, they make a lot of human errors. Mm-hmm. But more, more than that, they never really just settle down and just show their true, true character which we see through their actions in the show, but now we're just seeing them try to kill a fly, but it's the same thing. Mm-hmm. It's parallel to how their approach is on certain um, arguments and everything. So that's why I thought right now it's like, okay, it, it is interesting, but still it's, they're just trying to kill a fly beater. Like, <laughs> right. I, I don't know how much deeper it can be, but I, I do think that, it's not the worst episode I've seen in the show. I, I can't tell you them, but I, I mean, it sticks out for a reason. It sticks mm-hmm. out for a reason, you know, and it's different and not necessarily it added tremendous, like I didn't love Breaking Bad more because of it, but at the same time, it adds a uniqueness. Like they were okay in taking a risk and making an episode like this. Mm-hmm. They know about the, the stuff you mentioned to start it off here and how they were, um, uh, what's, what's it called? Uh, budgetary. Yeah, budgetary. I didn't know that. So that obviously plays into an account, but it's different. It's a, it's an episode that we'll remember. Mm-hmm. I mean, all, like you said, Peter, there was a total of what, 62 episodes and right. the flight episode gun to my head. If someone's like, name an episode, oh. like I'm the same five. <laughs> so, I mean, that has to constitute to some meaning. And although I didn't enjoy it necessarily from an ent- entertainment standpoint, I was like, okay, like, at least the director is like, they're ballsy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that, that's my take. I don't really have too much more, but, but it is not my least favorite, but it's not cracking my top 30. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I feel that. I, I, I think it might be in my top 30, but okay. yeah, it's definitely in the middle. I mean, but I do appreciate them like trying different things. And like, like I said, many different shows do this. And I think, I saw online the most famous case was Seinfeld uh, doing this. I never watched Seinfeld, but they had this one where, they're, yeah. where they're waiting in a Chinese. For but I, I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. So uh, I, I remember Family Guy doing this with like Brian and Stewie in the, in the bank vault. And I thought that was an excellent episode. I usually, I do like these episodes on, upon reflection. Um, yeah. I guess it's different because when Breaking Bad, it's such like a – like a movie type of series where everything's moving forward. Uh, so, you know, to have this type of episode was unique. 
for them. But I, I, I generally liked it. At first, didn't like it at all. I was annoyed by Walt. Like, this is mm-hmm. the part where I do get annoyed by Walt. It's like, like come on, dude. It, don't be too uptight. Attention to detail is too extreme sometimes. Right. It's just like, come on now. Let's, let's, let's move on. Let's see what happens with, uh, with Gus at that time. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think it was, it was a decent episode. People are, yeah. definitely talk about it. So. I, yeah, I think that if we were to review it literally, you know, five minutes after viewership of the episode, I think we'd say that would be the worst episode. But I think once we watched the Breaking Bad in its entirety, I, I look back and I'm like, okay, it's not, it's not the worst episode. Right, um, right. Know how things pan out. But, but yeah, it's just, Walter sometimes is just a little bit too you know dot the i like sometimes it's like let's relax let's relax but then again you you brought it up perfectly where like it's a perfect microcosm with, with jesse and walt's relationship mm-hmm. it's like one side is just like super uptight about just one little thing and the other is like what's the big deal let's just mm-hmm. move forward but yeah looking back at it the fly episode definitely one of the most talked about episodes in the entire series if I were to watch it again, would you skip the episode? If you were to rewatch Breaking Bad, would you skip that episode? I think that's a, that's a good question to ask. I guess uh, if I had like a time constraint to watch it, yeah, I'd probably <laughs> skip it. But I like, think, it, I'm like on a non sequitur, just like if I'm just like on YouTube one day and I'm like, oh, let me think of Breaking Bad. Let me see what their yeah. character is like. I, I would probably watch it like in clips type of thing. Yeah. Cause there's some really good monologues in there yeah. with Walt saying he's lived too long or something like that. And talking about his regrets about, uh, Jane with Jesse and then Jesse talking about his aunt. I think there's some, some really good monologues that you, you see the right. character's mindset. So like in clips, it's good, but like if you're watching it all at once, you could probably skip it. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough. That's a lot tougher, but for me, I, I would skip it. Point blank period, I would skip it, but I think some of the dialogue in there, yes, although it's not, you know, really key pivotal dialogue, it is important dialogue when you're just looking at it from a layer standpoint, from a character uh, relationship. But the Fly episode, never would I have thought that an episode of uh, Walter White and Jesse Pinkman just trying to kill a fly would last a whole episode length, but it did, and it's polarizing, it's talked about. That's that. I mean, anything mm-hmm. here regarding the fly episode? That's a no. That's it. That's it for me uh, in terms of the fly episode. What was your? Uh, I guess we'll move on to least and least favorite and least favorite episodes. So I guess starting with the least favorite, which oh, one do you like or not like? Least favorite? <sighs> Shit, man. I, I really. <sighs> it hurts me to say this, but that the gray matter episode in the first season. Really. Interesting. I don't know. Like when I watched it, and this is me when I watched it. Like I remember, I was just like, "God, oh, like fuck those people." Like Gray Matters. Like I didn't know. And as the season progressed, those two. Uh, what was the names again of the of his friend? It's Gretchen, Gretchen and, and um, what's the husband's name? I shoot, I forgot. But, you know, his friend that, you know, he started the company. I didn't really care. I was just like, fuck this. Like, I was annoyed of the episode, if you will, more than anything. Not necessarily, like, I disliked the episode, but I just was annoyed of, like, just how that episode transfolded. Mm-hmm. 
but and then they never really touch base on it until the end right. <laughs> until the very end very very end where they finally got brought back but i did think that that episode really i mean i didn't really care for it i, I didn't really care for it i'm um, saying like yeah some say like it's a it's the start of where walter was like really starting to think about breaking bad because true. He got that situation and then he's got skylar like having like an intervention uh and it's yeah. like he's not in control of his life and that's that's big on walt because i think the whole series is pretty much describing how up to this point up to him making math he was never in control of his own life you know never stood his ground if you will and i think when he started making math and we show it at the end of this series he's like he tells skyler like yeah maybe i did it at first for money but at the end i kept doing it because i actually enjoyed it and something that I enjoyed it. and that's something that maybe that was the the inception of when he really was just like i'm going heisenberg mode here <laughs> <laughs> looking back i remember watching that episode for the first time i was just like okay like on to the next like i was just like right. i didn't care for it again i'd like to reiterate though that really I, there's no bad episodes like i'm not saying this episode was a bad episode i just thought that maybe they could have done something a little bit different i know that they touched base on walter white and um gretchen's quote-unquote past relationship in the reason yeah, why they did and they didn't really go back to it too much yeah i would like more i would yeah. li I, I like more as a viewer i would it got me craving more even though they weren't main characters gretchen and uh, her husband elliot i think it was his name elliot, elliot yeah elliot um i would have liked to see a little bit more especially thinking that one of my top ayun moment honorable mentions not in it not top three but honorable mentions was when uh Kenny Pete and Badger went, oh. <laughs> Walter White episode, went over to the house with the money, you know, laser beam pointed at both of them. I thought that scene was incredible in itself, but would have liked a little bit more depth within those relationships. Right. And you saw, you saw in that flashback scene with uh, Gretchen, Walter, right? like that's another side of Walt that we don't normally see. It's a, yeah. a bit of Heisenberg, but like when he's a good Heisenberg. When he's like on the whiteboard. Yeah. And, yeah. Like, I Talking about like the human body. Yeah, and it got me craving more of that relationship between them. Um, but for me, like I said, no bad episodes, no bad episodes. But um, that was that was one of the episodes where I I can clearly remember when I was watching it. I was just like, oh, like it's whatever. Like <laughs> I don't really care for it. But Peter, least favorite episode. Let me hear it. Least favorite, like you said, there's no. There's no bad episodes. That's why we're not saying we're not calling this bad and good episodes. We're calling this least favorite. There's a lot of filler episodes in uh, Breaking Bad uh, that doesn't that moves the plot along a little s slower than normal. Uh, one particular that that stuck out from reviewing, not necessarily from immediately after watching, but after looking back at all the episodes last night. Open House. It's uh, season four, episode three. Mm -hmm. Around that time, I was just. I guess I was at the peak of annoyance from all the characters. That's Marie's episode too, right? Yeah, that's Marie's, my least favorite <laughs> character's episode where she just starts lying to people for real no reason. I guess, so yeah, yeah. To, to get to get out of the house and get away from, from uh, Hank and everything like that, but it doesn't, you know, make it right to go and just lie, you know, for no real reason. I, I also, I didn't mention this about Marie. But, you know, you get Walt's reason for why he does yeah. 
with Marie, she just does these things. She doesn't get any repercussions, but she doesn't have like any more like big reason why she does this. So yeah, most of that episode was her just lying, going through open houses and calling herself different characters. Mm-hmm. At that time, I think Skylar was trying to, Skylar was starting to get a little bit into the actions, talking about the car wash with Saul. So that mm-hmm. was, that was a decent plot point there. Uh, Hank wasn't doing much. He was still recovering from his fight with cousins. So not much there. He's reading fantasy football magazines. That's true. That is true. <laughs> he's just, but he's just sitting on his bum, just really just what, not what doing much. Marie brought him, like, she went to the grocery store, and she bought him chips. Of, well, I forgot what she bought him. Fritos, but Fritos, and he was like. Fritos, yeah. Fritos, not Fritos, Marie. Do I need to write it down? I must have said Cheetos like 10 times. You need me to write it down for you? No, and I don't need you to be mean about it either, Mr. Grumpy. Well, I'm just saying, you know, I, I said Cheetos, ch sound. Virtually impossible to confuse Cheetos with Fritos. <laughs> but yeah, like, yeah, he was immobile for yeah. a pretty much a good portion of time because of the cousins, but yeah. So he was, he was out of the picture pretty much. Walt was pretty much just doing his own thing at the lab and was, wasn't really doing much to advance. He was just seething about... Gus, I got to get to Gus basically at that time. And Jesse was throwing just big ass parties at his house and just sulking. Yeah, he was just absolutely sulking about everything. And I I just, at that point, I think that was just my main annoyance with pretty much all the characters. So that's why it's my least favorite. And uh, I could have done without it, I guess. Yeah. Okay. And especially, and as TV shows now, and that's why we hate, again, we keep reiterating this, but like TV shows for us, Peter, I think it's fair to say both of us kind of have that same angle on the fact that when it gets to those like third, fourth, fifth seasons, middle of the season type of episodes, it's kind of like, it gets a little bit too boring for us. Like we need that. Right. Move it along. I guess I, I can see where people are like, when you're watching it, as it goes, like we're watching The Mandalorian. It's interesting as you're going through, but when you're watching it like we are with binge watching, it's like <laughs> you get on with it already. Like, yeah, we, we have like <laughs> no patience really. But um, favorite episode for me, as, as we swing forward to our favorite, Peter, this was tough, man, because there's so many damn there's good. A lot of them. I mean, even in season two, season th- I mean, it's just down the list. But for me, I'm going to be basic. I'm going to be a basic bitch. All right. Go I'm going Felina. I'm going the Oh, fun. Felina. Okay. Felina episode. Um, and for me, it's all about that. How am I walking out of the movie theater feeling? How am I? What's knee jerk reaction feeling? Um, and after I watched Felina, I was like, literally like it was a bittersweet ending because yes i was like oh my gosh that was amazing but at the same time i was like man this is the end of the road like this is it um and i think what hinders tv shows is their capability of closing it to an extent that's going to be satisfying for audiences pretty much all around mm-hmm. you know, they, they always get a little a little bit timid in wanting to end with a big bang or end in a, in a way that perhaps might not be okay to some audiences. But I think Breaking Bad, they just went all for it. They were just like, you know what? Like, let me just, and I heard, and I saw an interview with Vince Gilligan in that very first episode. I think it was the beginning of the episode in season five. 
when you see and, and it's a kind of kind of like a flash forward, if you will, and Walt opens up the trunk. Yeah, and, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Right? Check out this. I, I saw an interview. Vince Gilligan said that when they filmed that, they didn't know how it would they didn't have an ending to that when they filmed it in the first episode of season five. Really? Know how they were gonna get there. They just filmed it. And I think the way that after I mean, I don't know if that's you know a lie or not, but I trust Vince Gilligan. Gilligan, he said that they didn't have that mapped out. Similarly to how Star Wars didn't have episode <laughs> mapped out, but we saw how that turned out. Right. <laughs> but, but to think that they went from that episode one, and I think if I'm not mistaken, there were 16 episodes in season five. From that season one where they did that flash forward of him looking into that trunk where that gun would be to, you know, kill all of those neo-Nazis and it was just amazing how they were able to wrap it up in that episode 16 because going into that final episode Felina I was like very anxious like okay this is the last episode but at the same time I was like man there's a lot of like loose ends to be tied right. like going into even that and that whole episode I mean you're on edge of seat you're on like I remember watching it Peter it was 3 a.m. 3 a.m. <laughs> I felt like it was 12 p.m. on the last final of my upper division class that I needed to pass. Like, I was like, like into it, into it, man. And start to finish again with, with everything that transpired, I thought that they closed every loose end perfectly. And I'd like to highlight that final scene, a little bit of foreshadowing. I don't care uh, for, the, for my top Ayun moment. But just the ending. I'll just say that. The ending. The final scene. I won't go into much description because I will when we talk about Ayun moments. But that final scene where... That's all I'm going to say. I'm not going to say it. <laughs> I almost got into it. But that final, final scene. You know, when the, the song is playing. I won't say the song name, but the song is playing. And Walt's just kind of... I'm not going to say it. But yeah, that's my favorite episode. Yeah. Basic. All right? I'm basic. Peter... You know I'm basic. I'm gonna be basic. Either. It's okay. It's okay. There's no basics here. And <laughs> no basics. Everything's good. Everything's good. I mean, you've mentioned this again in our podcast about top five movies that endings are so crucial to to you know how you're sticking that landing with a movie or with a TV series. If you can't even get to a TV series ending, like Game of Thrones, I was already done. You know, done. by the time they got to the ending, I I I didn't really even care by then. But you know, for them to Get us to that ending, and we we care about that final episode. That that's brilliant. That's brilliant stuff. That wasn't my favorite episode. We'll we'll probably get more into Felina, uh, but there is so many. Good so episodes. many. I have to go with how do you pronounce it? Ozzy Ozymandias, season that's five, the third episode, to last episode. Yes, yeah, uh, third to uh, last. Yeah. Shit finally just explodes in that episode. <laughs> Uh, so we're left to the the i think the episode before we're left with uh like it just goes to blank it's about to be a shootout between gomez hank and uh jack's yeah jack's goons and they've got walter hank's got walter handcuffed in the back of the car and they have jesse as well there uh who led them to walter uh and you know i was at the edge of my seats to watch it. i was like oh man this is, I knew shit was about to go down this next episode once I clicked from 13 to 14. And boy, did shit, shit go down. My goodness. What, you talked about it earlier when 
you see the remnants of the the shootout and it's just Hank struggling and you know Walter's out of the car now and, and Jack is about to gun him down you're just like come on Hank just just listen to Walt you know live you can live through this mm-hmm. and when he finally you know gets killed by Jack you could I was pretty much like Walt I mean the air just gets sucked out of you it's like my goodness yeah it just oh my gosh uh, I mean like you said with Hank you know, it, it moved me. I'm not Hank's not my favorite character, but it definitely moved me. I was like, man, this is not going to sit well. <laughs> this is going to create some some shit if Walt's even able to get out of this. And you know, shit. I thought I, I was like, my mind was racing by that point. I was like, man, are they going to kill Walt now that they know that there's money out here? Uh, but you know, Jack, I guess in his little graciousness, gave him a whole bucket of money to to let him be. But man, he killed Hank. Can I add something, Peter, real quick? Yeah, go go, go for it. When, and this is a fun fact, you probably, I'm not sure if you heard this, but when he's rolling that that bin, um, he actually passes by his pants. It's a little bit of an Easter egg. Really? That he lost in the. I didn't know that. Yeah, so there's just a little fun Easter egg that that I recall watching. Uh, an Easter egg video on YouTube. Shout out to the whatever YouTuber was that. But when he's rolling that bin of, of cash, yeah, actually passes by where his like his pants were. It's in the first episode. First episode, crazy. I just wanted to add that. Yeah, I mean that was uh, they were doing that look uh, shooting that location at their first where they first cooked meth. So that right. was a nice little tie in there. Nice. Right. Little I didn't know that. That was that's a pretty cool little. <laughs> yeah. I love little Easter eggs. I mean, Easter eggs, yeah. I do have some Easter eggs in my golf stories for for those who don't know. But, but, you know, Ozymandias, and then, yeah, Hank dies, and then he goes to his family. And, boy, that scene with uh, Walt and and Skyler fighting, and then, you know, they they end up fighting. I thought, you know, I had no idea what was going to happen. I thought, you know, maybe they were going to fling the knife and it was going to hit Walter Jr., and that Mm would have been. Oh, I can't even imagine the tragedy on that. But for it to pretty much end where like Walt gets the knife and then Walter Jr. tackles him and you know takes the knife and calls you know nine one one or whatever, and you could just see the terror in their face. And it's just like at that point, as the audience, you're like, man, Walt's mm-hmm. lost his family. Yeah, like, everything that he's been, you know, I know we get to the point that he likes to do it. But like he's also trying to save his family and, and set their future up. Mm-hmm. He's doing all this partly because of them, and he loses them in that instant. Man, that's just it's heart crushing. And then he tries to kidnap Holly and 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 go on with that, but that didn't really work out. But just that whole episode is just like it's moving at a two hundred percent, and shit goes down. That that's when that episode when I was like, okay, shit has gone down. That was the. The rising action was has reached, and it, it's the peak of the uh, the whole yeah, series. It's about to hit that climb. I mean, it is the, the climax. climax. There it is. Yeah, the climax. Rising action. I mean, arguably, those last four episodes, starting with Tohajali, and then the episode that you mentioned. I, I don't want to butcher the name. And then Granite Slate, and then Felina, which is the final episode. I think those four episodes, in order. I mean, that arguably can be some of the best television cinema ever produced i mean arguably arguably because i mean like you mentioned that episode that you just um depicted i mean it, it's just moving it's moving at a rate that's just like so much stuff is happening 
the only thing is it's like it's moving too fast and it's like man i can't grieve because <laughs> like, i was like such a big hank and i was like you're still in shock that like hank yeah died. you're like what the heck what the and i mean that's why i think with with breaking bad as a whole it was never afraid to do anything i mean mm-hmm. to the storyline i mean the kid i mean you mentioned it earlier when the when the kids are being shot i mean it's just like whatever you know uh, gus is slitting someone's throat or even for instance hank or not hank um walter in the beginning i mean he has to make decisions early on that are life or death to many of the people that he has to do it to so <laughs> this tv show was never afraid to let the characters really pan out to what they were um but that episode was crazy. That episode was freaking insane. God, it was, yeah, exactly. It was insane. Like, to just process all that and then go on to his, like... Like, my heart... It took me a minute. Oh, my... Like, like when, when Walter makes the call to Todd and his gang, like, mm-hmm. to come at the location, and then when uh, Walter sees Hanks also with Jesse, like, I'm just like, fuck. I'm just like, hell no. Because... Those neonauts, they're not going to stop. They know the money's there, too. So they're going. Mm-hmm. Going. And I didn't think Walter was going to die. I mean, I didn't think um, Hank was going to die. Right. And in there. I thought some way, somehow, Walter was going to be able to persuade them some way, somehow, talk him out of it. But no, no remorse. Pop. Mm-hmm. Pop. Um, and... Something that I'd like to also give a shout out to, the cinematography also too, not only of how the characters were portrayed, but just the way that the shots were shot. Mm-hmm. Phenomenal too. I thought it, was, it kept the audience engaged throughout the show. Um, but specifically in those final four episodes, crazy. Again. It, I mean, that's a whole movie right there. Those final four movies, movie. Crazy, man. And to think that, eh, God, man, people waited weeks on weeks on end for each episode, I mean, we had the luxury of literally just pushing next episode on our touchscreen or, you know, yeah. on our TV and then watching that. But for the people that really stuck it out, I mean, you guys are the real ones, not us. We, we, yeah. We're the secondary fans. You guys are the real ones that had to wait a whole week or, or months in between seasons and finding out what had happened. Crazy, man. I was on edge of my seat, edge of my seat for all those episodes. Makes me want to watch it again. Makes me want to erase my brain and watch it again. And and I've seen that on a lot of YouTube comments. They're like, I would pay a lot of money. And and I'm on that same boat. I would pay a lot of money to uh, watch that series in its entirety with a fresh slate, not knowing what's going to happen. I'd pay some money for that. Mm-hmm. Some, but we don't have that technology. <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> not yet. <laughs> but when we do, that probably <laughs> five on my list. <laughs> I think second would be uh, watching LSU be Clemson, <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that, that's that's our least and, and favorite episode. I hope you guys enjoyed it. In the comments section, I want to know um, what your guys' favorite episode of, of Breaking Bad was and least favorite. If you have a least favorite, like we said, there's not really necessarily a bad episode, but there are some episodes that just string along um, in the grand scheme of, of how this whole plot is going. But yeah, those are our favorite and least. We'll we'll move along to a, a fan favorite mm. segment of our podcast, and that's Ayun moments. We have Ayun. 
So we made a top three Ayun moments. Um, and it's tough because there's so many Ayun moments. We've mentioned a lot of Ayun moments already up to this point, but it was tough making this list, Peter. It was tough dwindling it down, filtering it down to three. Yeah. But um, we got to do what we got to do. We got to win out. Peter, I'm interested. We'll start from three and work our way down to our favorite Ayun moment or our most Ayun moment. Number three, Breaking Bad Ayun moment. Peter, what is it? Number three for me is the ending of season three. Okay. So going back to that point, it was Walt and Jesse were still, uh, were just, I think they were just hired uh, together. They finally got back into the meth game and it was under Gus. And Gus, or no, no Jesse was upset about how, uh, I forgot it, Andrea, I think, uh, mm-hmm. her brother was. Uh, in the in the whole game, basically as a soldier, essentially, yeah. and she, I think he ended up getting killed, and and Jesse was upset about that, as anyone probably would be, and he was trying to seek revenge on two of the guys that uh, did the job, and Walter came up and smashed those two with his with his uh, <laughs> his car, and then shot one in the head to finish them that off. Be- <laughs> yeah, and so. Gus, I mean, this was previously agreed not to touch these guys or yeah. just make peace, basically, from all parties. But once that happened, Gus was out to, to get them, too. And so in the end of season three, Mike and uh, Victor pretty much are gathering Walt to pretty much get, get to kill him. And they don't know where Jesse is. Uh, but, you know, right when they're seemingly about to kill Walt, he makes a call to Jesse. And you think, oh, he's going to do something. But then he's like, so he's giving him the signal to go and kill Gale. Yeah. Gale, we haven't really talked about. That dude was like, honestly, he was like the sweetest dude. Oh, my gosh. I'd like to highlight yeah, one. Go for it. Go for it. It's, and again, forgive me. I don't know the lyrics. But when he's singing that Italian song. Mm. <laughs> He's just, you know, that that captures Gale mm-hmm. at four. I mean, this guy's just an innocent guy. He's an innocent yeah. guy. I mean, although he's working for quote unquote bad guys, at Gale's core, he's just some innocent guy who's just really, really passionate about chemistry and passionate. Mm-hmm. He seems like a passionate guy in general. The yeah. way that he was just singing that song, you know, that Italian song. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, he is comfortable in his own skin. He's sweet. Yeah. He's great, great at chemistry. Obviously, he's just working under in a bad industry, but yeah. you know, he's a great, passionate about chemistry. Uh, quirky a little bit, but, you know, he's comfortable in his own skin. And that's why I partly liked him. I mean, if he, if he had stuck around, I would have liked it. But, you know, towards the end, it was either Walt and Jesse or him. Mm-hmm. And, for Jesse, the, this is my own moment, for Jesse to go to his apartment and ending up killing him, man, that made me say a young because I really didn't know if he was going to do it because you, you're standing there for, I don't know, about 10 seconds and he's got the gun pointed to his head mm-hmm. and you're like, God, he's, he's just got that sweet face and, and Jesse, it looks like he does not want to do it and for him to do it, I was like, oh, a young. I can only imagine watching that, you know, in real time and having to end the season like that, like, Oh gosh, 
Ayun. <laughs> That's my number three. The ending of that season. R.I.P. Gale. Yeah. R.I.P. Gale. He was a class act. Yeah. I would say, but the way that that whole scene unfolded, it just showed it, it just showed Walt also too. He can go toe to toe with Gus. Right. His capabilities. Like mm-hmm. it, it showed right there and there. It showed right there. And although Jesse at the end of the day, he had to be the one that, that squeezed that trigger. I mean, job done from his perspective, job done um, at the expense of Walt, uh, at the expense of Gail. But that episode, edge of seat, edge of seat, and definitely a Yoon moment. A Yoon moment, Peter. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. Solid one. Didn't crack my list, mm-hmm. but it's one that, that lives in the archives, rent-free in my head, if you should these young people say. <laughs> but crazy episode. And I thought one that is needed, is needed. It's for, for sure. sure was needed in the entire series. That's, this, whole, this whole series isn't the same without that scene. The art development for Jesse changed pretty much after that. Mm-hmm. Yep, Jesse, his whole, his whole direction changed. Yep, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And the scene was important, and it made me scream, Ayun. Ayun. <laughs> but my number three, Peter. Um, mm, give it to my me. Number three involves my favorite character, Hank. Tim <laughs> mm-hmm. taking a trip to the toilet. And he, and he took a trip to the toilet. It, it was the season five, episode eight, Gliding Over All, or Gliding All Over. I forgot the name, but it was an amazing episode. Didn't crack my favorite episode, but it was an amazing episode. It actually ended the first half of season five. Mm-hmm. And I didn't even know, but there was like a nine month layover in between that episode eight and episode nine of the final season. And I'm like, thinking back about it now, Again, shout out to all those viewers that viewed it for the first time when it was airing. You guys are real ones because I don't know how in the hell I would have waited nine months in between those episodes. I'd like to give us a quick description. Again, Hank, they're at a family party. He goes to the restroom, stumbles across this book. You know, he's handling his business. I don't know what they ate, but, you know, his stomach, you know, mm-hmm. gave him some runs. Opens up this book and he finds an inscription on there from Gail. And this is Gail writing to Walter. And he says, um, dear WW or something, my second favorite WW. Again, like I said, for all my hardcore Breaking Bad fans, we, we've only watched it once. We've gotten the pleasure to watch it once. We don't know everything to the T. But again, it said something along the lines of to my second favorite WW. To my shining stars. It's pretty flowery. Yeah, Shiny Star's second favorite WW. And immediately, right then and there, Hank has a flashback to an earlier conversation when he was trying to uncover more to this mystery of who this Heisenberg was. And they had found Gail's paperwork. They found a WW there. And he kind of a little bit comedically questioned Walter's argument. Got me. Walter White? And then Walter, you got me. <laughs> it was a little bit satirical then he remembers that when he's sitting on the john and um everything clicks everything clicks and right then and there as a viewer you knew holy shit hank finally knows or he put that final piece together like walter white is heisenberg and the fact that 
that episode ended there. And like I mentioned, I don't know how in the hell people waited nine months in between that. Because immediately I was clicking my phone, next episode, I wanted to know right away what acts transpired or followed that. It was just one of those IU moments where I was finally like, Oi, Nako! <laughs> I was like, like, this was the breaking point. This is the Titanic grazing that iceberg. This is, this is that moment. And man, to relive that moment too. And although Hank was on the toilet again, I'd like to say Hank's my favorite character. So I was just like always intrigued by, <laughs> by his, his scenes. I was already intrigued, but mm-hmm. once Oh my God, he knows. You know, Ayun. 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 Yeah, that's a that is a great. God, there are so many damn good moments in this Ready. series. Like, it's, it's hard to narrow it down. Yeah, it's unfair. Man, that's a that's a great great <laughs> moment. I mean, at that time, they're just like they're chilling. Walt's out, living a good life. They're like back to essentially yeah. normal before all the meth and everything. And it was like, oh, he's gonna get away with this. And oh no, Ayun. Look. <laughs> oh man but yeah that's my number three um but like we said it's too damn hard it's unfair because 50 percent of the whole show is ayun moments pretty much <laughs> so uh Goodness. it's too damn difficult but yes that was my number three peter what's your number two ayun moment in the break my down? number two is a part of your favorite episode felina walt tying all the loose ends in felina just so nicely you see it at the end of uh, Granite State. He's about to give up. I mean, it, yeah, that's part of where it annoyed me with Walter Jr. Like, he's t- trying to call Walter Jr., trying to give him his money. And he's like, basically, die already. And it's like, oh, that's heartbreaking, dude. I, I, for anyone, no matter if you're in the drug business or whatever, for your son to be doing that to you. And he's pretty much given up. And then he sees Ellie and Gretchen minimizing his, uh, his things with uh, gray matter. And that just sets Heisenberg off. And he goes for Heisen, full Heisenbergian in that final episode. First with, uh, with just getting preparations. You know, he, he gets everything. He gets the ricin from the house. Like you said, I didn't know that where they, didn't, they filmed that first scene, uh, you know, with the gun and everything without knowing how it's going to end. Brilliant, brilliant way to tie it in. Getting the ricin from his house, getting the guns, uh, and then meeting with Lydia. And little do we know, he spills a little, little ricin in her stevia, stevia crap that she always drinks. Brilliant. <laughs> no calories. I eat that. Shout out stevia. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love a stevia. Great commercial. We probably sponsor us. But, <laughs> but brilliant first move. We didn't see it then, but brilliant move. And then getting to meet with, with Jack, ballsy. And you don't know what's going up. You kind of see him preparing something, but you know he's got something up his sleeve. And for him to you know, have it perfectly positioned the car to where they're meeting. And I was on the edge of my seats. It's like, I know he's got something to do with that car key, but I don't know what. And then, you know, to use basically Jack's arrogance when he says, you know, you're, you're partnering with Jesse. And, you know, he's like, well, here's my partner. Maybe it's not right partner. And, <laughs> you know, you don't know. He still don't know what's going to go on. And for yeah. him to tackle Jesse and then boom, opens boom. the thing off. And just kills everyone, kills all of Jack's crew, rightfully so, honestly, just justly so, for them to kill Hank and you know take his money. Like, gosh, dog, that that made me say a young, and I'm not even done yet. That's I mean, shoot, you've then he reveals to Lydia, 
Then he makes it right with Jesse. Mm-hmm. And then he'll you know, that that baby blue. That oh, ending. don't spoil it! Oh. <laughs> and it, make, it makes me just say I am. That goosebumps, man. Goosebumps. <sighs> whole ending scene. The whole I mean, ending episode. I'll let you get into more of uh more of it later. I know you probably got it up there too. Oh but man. Like that yeah, like that scene where he wipes out all of Todd and, and, and his friends. Like, like the fact that, of course, you know, Walter White, he uses science. Science is always on his side. You know, I never liked chemistry, but man, Walter White, that's my favorite chemistry teacher of all time right there, man. <laughs> he showed throughout the entirety of the series. I mean, if you can't figure it out, science can figure it out. And I mean, <laughs> what an ending. What an ending. That is Ayun moment, if not the epitome of all Ayun moments. Mm-hmm. That is the Ayun moment of an Ayun moment. If we go dig deeper. <laughs> dreams within a dreams within an Ayun. Yeah, I mean, that is it, man. And to think that everything, everything that pretty much for the most part had significant meaning was able to be tied and, and for you as a viewer to feel somewhat of a satisfaction. Whether or not you liked how it ended or not, you can at least feel some satisfaction towards the perspective it's coming from. That is unheard of in a television show. In a movie, maybe, because sometimes those um, character developments are a little bit more shallow and you're okay with that because of how much of a time restraint it is. But I think when you get in a five-season TV show, you build those strong connections with those characters that it, it honestly needs a strong ending for you to even feel like this TV show is okay. And for it to go above and beyond. I mean, you outlined that finale episode, Felina, and everything for the most part as a viewer, I can't think of one thing that wasn't tied. And if it wasn't tied, it was Jesse's outcome. And it was tied in El Camino. Like you said, not necessarily hundred percent needed, but at the same time, I'm glad that we got it. Um, so that that's an amazing Ayun moment. Ayun, Ayun, Ayun. Peter. Is it your number two or number? Uh, probably number one. Huh? <laughs> it's my number one. It's a little fast. <laughs> if you want to go number two, number one, go for it. <laughs> but yeah, that's my number one. I mean, you hit it on the head, though. I mean, everything you mentioned, I, I agree with hundred percent. As a viewer, as as someone just sitting back at the luxury of just enjoying it full. This is as perfect as you want uh, a first-time viewership to be. I mean, this is, this is it. I mean, everything is... You don't need to ask second questions because everything has been answered and pretty much everything that needs to be, um, you know, uh, inferenced is either inferenced within that episode or it's not really that big of a deal. You know, sometimes with like Inception or things like that, yes, it's a great movie, but at the same time, it causes too much of that. Like I like my knots a little bit tighter, but but yeah, my number two before that, I'd like to bring it up. Maybe this is your number one, maybe it's not, but number two, quick shout out, amazing end to season four. It was a ending face off when, uh, Mr. Salamanca, Hector Salamanca, his um, wheelchair was rigged with a bomb. 
of course, throughout the entirety of the season seasons, you know, he was known for pushing that, pushing that, you know, bell, but he finally pushed that bell for the right cause. Boom. Right in the middle of things. Boom. And out comes Gus with half blown out face. Looks like two face in the dark night. That's exactly uh, right. <laughs> I thought, I mean, man, I don't know how he got up. Yeah, no, I thought that was a little crazy that he even lived. A little bit much. A little bit much. You know, again, Breaking Bad, pushing the boundaries itself. But again, I'm not going to hate on that. Yeah, you know, did that. And then, of course, to his demise. But I thought that scene itself, finally, if there was one way for Gus to go out, before that, I didn't know how they were going to do it. After that, I thought they did it perfectly. I thought it was an excellent ending to an antagonist from Walt's perspective that was really, really causing a lot of drama within this, a lot of conflict within Walt, ended at a, in a very well put way, the fact that they did that backstory, as we mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. with the um, Hector Salamanca and, and Gus Spring. Yeah. But that's my number two. I thought it was just like one of those moments right. Absolutely. Great number two. I actually don't have it on my list and it's so hard to narrow it down. I was, it definitely wasn't my honorable mention. I actually have it written down, but gosh, that was, it, it leaves you satisfied with Gus story. He's my favorite, one of my favorite characters, but it leaves me satisfied that, I mean, yeah. if it's between him and Walt, I, I will choose Walt. So, I mean, gosh, that, that was a, a young moment for sure. To, to see him to see him get blown up like that and it was oh very God. satisfying to end that season very right like it was one of those scenes where okay like that's i'm fine with that like i'm not <laughs> with that although as we expressed peter i mean we thought gus was a phenomenal character and he brought so much but i think when he died it wasn't like we had something left desiring from his character it was so like we understood you know everything that he's brought to the table in the series and we were okay with him being you know terminated from the series right. he was one of the guys that could match wit with wit with walt and walt just happened to get him that time yeah and i would love to i mean i know they they have the uh everybody calls saul and i know that they did el camino but man i just love that character of gus frank man if they could just pull one season together i mean i know i'm being a little selfish and i don't know how much you would want it but i i feel like i would want at least a season of him just his tactics in kind of like creating the el poyo's harmonics yeah i was about to say like basically building up the empire would be cool to see yeah i'm guessing i don't know if they do that in better call Saul. i do know he's in it yeah that's true that's for another series to to watch and for us to go over so yeah i mean that was your number two, Ayan moment. Definitely made me say Ayan. You want to talk a little bit more about your number one? Uh, with I mean, we, we talked a lot about it. I, I didn't, we didn't mention, I love that scene too with Elliot and Gretchen tying mm-hmm. it and how he's yep. getting his money to his kids. And it was heartbreaking yeah. also for him to finally meet Skylar and admit that, you know, maybe it wasn't all just for families because of me. But like seeing him just watch Walter Jr. walk in and ending his relationship like that, that was... Gosh, that was heartbreaking. And it goes to your point of just the fact that that last episode in itself is a whole Ayun moment. <laughs> and that, I mean, for me, the very last scene when mm. Walt is, um, you know, he's done his job, you know, Jesse's speeding away 
in his Camino and well, here's the sirens coming in, you know, he's in that lab and he's just looking around, he glances around and he doesn't even have to say anything, but as a viewer, as an audience, that's why I loved it so much is because he didn't need to say anything. He didn't need to do anything. We knew the exact emotion that he was feeling in that moment. And a lot of people say it is he died where he felt the most alive. And that was in a lab cooking that. And that was that. I mean, and the, the song, the baby blue song, uh, I mean, that song was written. I don't know when it was written, probably in the seventies or eighties. I don't know. I don't know the exact date, but that song itself fits so well with Walter White and that storyline ending. I thought everything was just, Oh, it was perfectly wrapped up in that final, final scene. And again, I'm big on endings. I'm big on endings. <laughs> I'm big on how things make you feel right the second you turn off that TV or, or walk out of that movie theater. And I can vividly remember, and I can honestly say that that was one of the most remarkable things as a viewer to watch that ending and the way I felt and how everything was just de depicted. I mean, it was amazing, amazing. Absolutely. Choice, song choice. Oh. Song choice. I mean, I don't think that there's another song that you could have placed that would have even cracked 50% of how much that, that song hit me on an emotional level. It gives you some feels. I, me neither. Yeah, I never heard it. it was, I actually did. I did think he was about to like actually whip up a batch of meth, like as his dying thing. You know what? If he did, that would have been <laughs> that would have been the cherry on top. Just the cherry on top. But yep, those were two and one. I went bang bang on that because your, your number two was my number one. But you can't be wrong. There's no wrong answer in these moments because again, these are all just phenomenally acted scenes and and just how things were put into the picture amazing peter i, I want to know what your number one is actually <sighs> all this just masterfully crafted all this is making me say i yawn my number one which comes from my favorite episode uh ozymandias mm -hmm. hank dying and the family reaction pretty much that little section right yeah. when he gets shot and then you just see the reaction of walt takes your breath away and then him going to his family and finally seeing that it's pretty much done with him and his family. Like he's lost them. That is just, it's heartbreaking and it's just, it, it's the shit goes down and it just makes you say, I yun. And when he speeds away, basically when he speeds away, uh, he's got Holly. He just basically kidnapped her and Skylar is just like freaking out. Like, Oh my gosh, goodness me. That is a young moment, 3.0, mm. 4.0, 110%. I don't know. A young, a young, a young. Like, man, to rewatch that on first watch again, I'd pay, I'd pay some, some top dollars, some top coin for that, Peter. For that experience again? Because that scene experience, oh God, phenomenal. And again, shout out to to all of the actors and actresses that portrayed these characters because they did a phenomenal job. I mean, you really felt one with the characters. You kind of understood at that extent, to that point in, that, in the series, you, you kind of 
understood each character more than just a surface layer. You you understood them, you understood their intentions, but seeing, well, witness Hank's death like that, that's, that's intense. That, that is intense. And that is an Ayun moment. And then the, what the hell's wrong with you? We are family. Like, yeah. oh, gosh. Yeah, because, again, an uh, honorable mention Ayun moment is the garage scene. A garage mm. when, um, you know, that's when Hank first approaches Walter and, and pretty much tells him that he knows, you know, mm. he's the drug kingpin this entire time, this whole time. He closes the garage, punches him in the face. Like, it's just the, that raw reaction. It feels so accurate. Like, that's exactly how things should have happened, and it did happen. And I think that that's a testament to how well the story writing was. The writing was phenomenal in this series. And Ayun moments are found throughout every episode of every season. I mean, it's just point blank period. It, it's found throughout all. And which kind of segues us to the, the ultimate question, Peter. Goat. Again, like I said, this goat term, it's been tossed around a little bit too loosely nowadays. Goat this, goat that. Is this the goat of TV shows for you, Peter? Point blank. Point bottom, blank. bottom line. I don't think I can do it. I don't think I can do it. give it the goat. Okay. And uh, it is in my top top three, I'd say. Okay. I mean, I haven't watched many series, but I yeah. again, I've watched The Wire, Mad Men, which have been talked about a lot by people. Um, I, I, don't, I haven't watched The Sopranos or other series mm-hmm. that are talking that same realm. I don't think I can give it the edge over The Wire. I just watched The Wire, and that's a, a whole other discussion for another day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's very similar. They're both about the drug game. But I just think Breaking Bad – I mean, there's, there's no bad moments for Breaking Bad, but like, it does get Hollywood. We just talked about, uh, about Gus's death, him, like, him having, getting up, fastening his, his, be- his uh, tie, him being Harvey Dented. Like, I think that was a little bit much. And also like, the, the plane crash scene, like, that didn't really take us anywhere except that that was Jane's dad. Like, I thought that was going to go someplace, but then, you know, it, it didn't really go anywhere. And just the, the reality of that actually happening is very, very rare. Knock on wood, hope it never happens, really. But just, just little things like that. Uh, the train scene, uh, when they steal the, uh, right. the yeah. chemicals. Like, mm-hmm. at that point, I was like, I mean, we were just watching all these, these guys be amateurs and you know struggling to be criminals and that was kind of the fun of it that was yeah. it added a little more comedy than i thought they would uh not everyone's michael corleone but yeah. then they have this train scene where they're basically oceans 11 and they're basically yes. prime criminals uh, i thought it was getting a little bit much at that point yeah that and also the, the magnet scene i was like okay that seems a little bit yeah. yeah i love this series but it is it is getting a little out of the realm of reality <laughs> That's the only thing. That's really the only thing that, because The Wire is just a little bit more realistic. Gotcha. And I I haven't watched The Wire, Peter, and that's something that's going to be on my list to watch. But is it your goat? You know, your points, again, are accurate. I I have to take that into account, too. But at the same time, I have my own opinion, Peter. And for me, this is the goat. This is the goat. This is the 
I gotta be choice with my words now. This is I respect the, it. This is the Tom Brady <laughs> of TV shows. Okay, I have to be choice. Okay, um, and, and the reason why I'm saying this is not just by default because I'm not someone that watches TV shows on a regular, um, but but just as a whole, as I'm taking it in to this day, this is the best TV show that I've watched. Will I watch a better TV show? That's always in the equation. That's always going to be in play. Um, I don't think that this is quote unquote untouchable, but I do think that overall it, it was an amazingly done um, TV show. And I think that the biggest thing for us always is, is are the loose ends tied? Is everything that they built up to this point, um, have, have they gone back and, you know, closed those ends? Everything for me as a viewer was, and I, I can't be more happy with how these actors and actresses portrayed it. For me, it's the goat, Peter. But again, like I said, it's something that I, I relate it to Tom Brady because it is a Tom Brady because he's the current goat, many people would say. But is there a Patrick Mahomes waiting in the wings? I, I'm not sure. that. And for me, that may be the wire, as is for you. Um, so at this moment in time, I will say it's the goat. All right, put it on the board for me. It is the goat. Writing it down. All right. <laughs> but yeah, like I said, though, maybe there is a Patrick Mahomes waiting in the wing. A lot of people say Better Call Saul is, is on that trajectory or, or if not has that same feel and if not is better. So I'd have to give that a try as well. But for now, I am happy to say that this is Breaking Bad, the GOAT. It is the GOAT of television. Respect it. Respect it for sure. I mean, it, again, all this is just people's our opinions and people's opinions and yeah it, it depends on your taste and uh, I definitely and we've only it. really watched it in its entirety one see one full through so i mean i'd love to watch it again peter i'd love to watch it again run through it one more time again to get that second taste if you will but um from the immediate knee-jerk reaction of myself when i first finished it and then again reflecting now for this podcast a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. It is a fun TV show. Um, yes, indeed. But man, we had a lot of fun filming this podcast. We went through pretty much um, the entirety of, of what went down in our kind of like our reactions and, and how we felt about it. But again, comment section, use it up. Some of you are shy. I know that. Because comment section sometimes is a little bit less active as we want it to be. I want to know, have you watched it? Have you not? What are your reasoning of not watching it? Or what has not inclined you to watch it? We want to know if you've watched it again. Fill us in on what your top three Ayun moments are. Again, as Peter and I mentioned, it was so tough to even, you know, dwindle it down to three. But there are so many Ayun moments. And just your overall opinion, goat or not, goat or not. For Peter, it's not there. It's not there for him. It is top three for you, right, Peter? Yeah, for sure. It's probably number two. It's probably it's number two. two. Yeah, I'm good. For me, it's number one, but again, I have to check out the wire. So other than that, Peter, any last um, last words for, for our audience? Yeah, just uh, thank you all for watching these these podcasts, the golf stories. We are on Spotify now. I did get Spotify. Yeah, this podcast on Spotify. So check that out. And yeah, like Ryan was saying, comment. We want comments. We can take it. Uh, let us know what your thoughts are. Oh, man. And 
more to come for sure tv show wise i know we're yeah, entertainment overall you know a lot of people are just used to us talking about you know football fields and, <laughs> and basketball courts but there's more to life than that for sure and for us uh we talked about breaking bad today it was a fun show amazing show i'm glad you guys tuned in till next time this is the anox podcast this is ryan this is peter and we love you, Christian. Like, See you later, everyone. Good music.